Welcome to the Climber's Exit, a canyoneering community podcast, talking anything and everything canyoneering. And now, here are your hosts, John Sanchez and that guy, Steve. No, it's actually a real acting movie with Naomi Watts and a famous thing, so it was pretty good, but what's up, everybody? It was a true story. Uh, I'm that guy, Steve. John and I were just talking about a movie I watched. Do not watch it. Do not recommend it. It's called Infinite Storm. (laughs) Just watch the trailer. It gives you the whole, all the information. But, uh, John, what's going on, man? Uh, just here to, to talk about some canyons, man. Canyons. Canyones. Canyones. Right? I think we have a great episode today. Um, a some great cool follow-up. Cool follow-up. This is technically episode 4.5. Uh, yes. Thanks to me. Had a crazy week. Sorry, guys. Be mad at me, not John. John pushed me all week to try to get this one out, but uh, I'm sorry. We're here. here. Uh, But first and foremost, we ended last episode talking about two things. Uh, Or we asked the question, what's a Mae West or what's a Garrido? So, John, what are they? All right. So, um, I asked what a Garrido is. So I'm going to answer that. Um, specifically, it's a, a product from, we talked about one of the companies last week, uh, Blue Gnome. And it's uh, essentially just like a little sheath that goes around all of your ascending gear. Uh, and it just wraps it up into like a little burrito so that when you're going through the canyon, um, you don't run into issues with like abrasion, things like that. Uh, so it's just a, little, uh, just a product made by that company. I guess you do, maybe you could also have some sort of a system that mimics that that isn't from Blue Gnome, but that's kind of what I was thinking. So what's a May West? Oh, man, a May West. Um, so basically a May West is a term that Steve Allen kind of threw out there into the ACA. Um, but it's basically sorry I'm 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 reading some of the responses on the on the on the, uh, the page on the page while I'm trying to explain it. Uh, actually, Sarah commented something. We'll get into it with some more background on just you know the May West as far as um, like slotting and and wide at the top, small in the waist and center and and you know, opens up at the bottom, right? Almost like a hourglass looking area. But, but Sarah posted on our group, just talking about a little more detail. Mae West was an actress. Um, and she was considered full figure, like a full figured woman. Um, so I never knew that. And that's why I'm kind of just, you know, looking at these like, wow. Okay. It's even deeper than just the way the the slot is shaped. Um, yeah. So yeah. So basically, almost like an hourglass shape in the slot, and it's named after an actress named Mae West because she was considered a full figured woman. Very nice, nice answer. So that said, who were uh, who were winners? We we did the first answer, and then we we also did two randoms, right? We did. <laughs> Two randos, um, or I call them rando Kellerizians. 
<laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars fans out there. Um, like Randos. <laughs> so the winner was Ben Wilcox. He was the first one to answer and, and uh, kudos to him. So Shout Ben's going to win. Ben, Ben, Ben. Bam, bam, bam. He was, he was, um, he is going to win. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, never mind. I screwed up. Uh, Ben's going to win uh, an a- HMS Big Tony Carabiner from Glacier Black. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then our two rando Calrissians would be Chris Lyle. And Chris Lyle's going to win a Petzl Etache Carabiner. And awesome, Chris. And Sarah is going to win. Sarah's last name, John? Thurdicus. Thurdicus. Uh, so Sarah Thurdicus is going to win the Mamut Workhorse HMS Screwgate. So if you guys are listening, reach out to us on the podcast. Um, Instagram or Facebook, or, honestly. Yeah, Instagram or Facebook, and then we can uh, send those out to you. Um, yeah, so exciting. Thanks, thanks for everybody who participated. and and jumped on and answered we appreciate and we want to do a lot more uh you know interaction with everybody but it was fun as far as that i know we have our weekend coming up saint george weekend may 7th that's this saturday podcast give me the details give me the details jen all right so we landed on doing the canyons and the Leeds area. So for those of you that uh, may or may not be familiar, Leeds is just north of uh, St. George. And there are three canyons just west of the town. Um, Hidden Star, Poltergeist, and Yankee Doodle. Uh, So we are looking to meet up and and do most likely Hidden Star and Poltergeist since they're a bit shorter ones. Um, They're <clears throat> just really cool, quick canyons that uh, have some features that uh, are cool. Cool if you haven't ever seen them before. And uh, so, if you uh, haven't done a lot of canyoneering, they're also not super advanced or technical. Um, but we'll have a lot of people to uh, to be able to make sure that everybody feels comfortable, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. And we didn't want to. You know, with with an event like this where the invite is broad, you know, we wanted to make sure the goal of the meeting up was more of a social than let's get out here and get some four ratings and, you know, things like that done and accomplished. It's it's more like, hey, let's get out here, meet each other, have a good time, uh, run some casual canyons where we all can have fun and get to know each other and call it a day. And and make, make no mistake, you know, we will be having those types of, of meetups where we're going to do more difficult canyons. Uh, but yeah, we, we just kind of wanted to get the opportunity to uh, see some faces and uh, talk about canyons and, and have a good time. Have a grand old time. So any questions on that guys, we have one week, less than a week left. Please let us know. Uh, yeah, contact well, you the on social media and, We'll post up some details, like a, a few people asked for packing lists and suggestions for camp camping. So we'll, we'll put that up on the, the Facebook page. Um, but if there's anything that you're not 
finding out through the information we're giving. Definitely reach out. Yep. Cool. So today, we're just going to get right into it. Today's topic is basically how to become an advanced canyoneer, right? How to learn new skills, practice existing ones, how to take the next step in what you're accomplishing in the canyons. And the first thing we're going to do to start this conversation is throw out the door, right? We're just taking the variable out of the equation of taking classes. Throw it right out the door. Now, paid classes. Paid classes, correct. Yeah. By me saying that, I'm not saying paid classes aren't vital. I'm saying we're just going to with what we're talking about, we're going to just take that. That's not going to be an answer. It's just, just not part of this conversation. No, nope, we're not right. talking pros, cons. Right. It's just not part of this conversation. Right. And, we're, and it's not to but, devalue it. Just, just we're yes. talking about some alternatives here. We are strong supporters of, of, of classes. I think there's, you know, there's so much to learn from uh, paid classes. But, you know, sometimes that wallet book is tight. Yep. And sometimes you don't have three or four or five, six hundred dollars to um, pay for a class. And sometimes you can't get off work to but go you, to you know, multi-day classes. So got, what do you do got, then? You've got to have the desire to want to learn extra skills. I mean, that's really it. If yep. you, you know, if you want to be able to do some of the things that you may have seen other people do or hear about in canyoneering, um, you know, the reality is that the only hurdle that's there is, is just being able to say, you know, like I can put the time in to be able to learn this and, um, I can use the resources to be able to figure this out. <clears throat> so let's talk about like, and I, I think what I really liked is, you know, Steve, you said, how do you become an advanced canyoneer? And, and to me, like, that's not necessarily a destination. That's just like something that we're always working on. It's just being a more advanced canyoneer. Um, because, because advanced, even the term is, you know, that's, uh, it's what's an advance to you. Doesn't technically mean it's advanced for me. Right. Exactly. It's all perspective on what "quote unquote" advanced means, but yeah, just so just how to advance your canyoneering. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, I, like, I think that the most important thing to understand, and we've talked about this in the past, is like um, when you are learning new skills. One of the most important things is like making sure that you're in the right environment. Um, mm-hmm. The the wrong environment is. The canyon, you know, if you are doing uh, practicing a brand new skill that you've maybe never learned or are learning for the first time, um, doing it in a live environment is is typically a very poor idea. Um, you know, there are much less risky ways that you can become very familiar with it, um, so that when it comes time to execute, you're you know you feel really solid. So let's talk about like what some of those locations look like like what's what are some low risk locations you can improve your canyoneering so 
for me, right, <clears throat> anytime I, I, you know, pick up a new skill, I, the, my favorite is just sitting on the couch while I'm watching TV, you know, especially if it's a, if it's a knot tying or, you know, anchor building, I, I literally can sit on my couch and I can have a TV show playing in the background and I'm just, I can just tie knots and tie yeah. them, untie them, tie them again, untie them, tie them again, untie them. And same with anchors. I can put anchors together. Yep. I can put anchors together and, um, you know, it, it's from the comfort of my home. Yeah. I also have a, I have a tree in my backyard, which obviously now I have bolt uh, the trees bolted and things like that for me to do more, more advanced, uh, trainings and stuff with myself and, you know, my wife Lillian. Um, but I have the tree in the backyard in itself is a way to throw a rope around a limb and, and utilize that. So I, I like learning at my house. It's a, you know, it's when, a space I'm comfortable in. When I was first starting to canyoneer, uh, I would spend a lot of time in my garage and <clears throat> I had taken a, a two by four and just bought some bolt hangers and, uh, and drilled them into the two by four. And, and just kind of had my own mm-hmm. anchors that I, that I could sit and practice with in my garage. Um, I also found out that there was this product. I don't know if you've ever seen them online. They're called uh, Practibolts. Yep. And yep, they're like magnetic and, um, or they, they have these little stick-ons. And they've got chains that, that you can like run a rope through. Um, and I mean, they're- these are all solutions that are like, it costs, I think, less than twenty dollars to come up with. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that I I have not personally used the Practibolts, but I know a lot of my friends have, and they love them. They love them. Um, I know I need to get a, a a set, but they're basically yeah, like you said, they're they're a complete anchor, but instead of being drilled in, right, they're magnets or stickies. Yeah. Um. I don't anticipate putting your full body weight on it. It's for, you know, it's, it's, it, right, it's for right. building, not waiting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a, a couple of weeks ago, um, I, you know, I just took my rope and uh, I, I ran it around one of the, the posts of my desk and I was just practicing tying a stone knot and, you know, putting mm-hmm. a, putting a fiddle stick through it. Um, and so, you know, there are things that you can do within your own home. And the key is that, like, you're, you're really focused on your repetition here. You're focused on, mm-hmm. you know, being able to recall it, being able to do it over and over again. Uh, outside of, of your house, you know, you can get a little bit more creative. When you talk about, like, situations where you want to weight a rope, Steve, like, um, I'm going to get, I'm going to know one of the one of the coolest ways that I've practiced that is here in, in Salt Lake, you know, we have a park that has a lot of hills uh, and trees. And so I, I've just taken a rope um, and hitched it around, or, you know, built an anchor around a tree. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then you can weight the rope by going down the hill. Uh, and you can even, you know, you can practice descending, you can practice skills that, you could do while on a weighted rope. You can practice, you know, all of your anchoring, um, and that the park is a, a very safe environment. Yeah. So actually, when I first was getting into ascending, 
Um, I actually went to, and I forget the name of the, of the big park in Salt Lake. There's like this huge park. Um, man, I wish I can remember it. But at this park is actually where I learned to ascend. I would, same thing with John said. Threw my rope up. I, I hooked my anchor onto the tree. And I just go. And I was like, that's not correct. Climb back down. Do it again. You know, and it, it just, it's a good, safe, fun environment. There's very low risk. And, you know, fast forward till now, it's, I always look back at that. You know, if I never went to that park, I don't know when I would have been able to first initially get into ascending or when I would have the opportunity. Yeah. You know, another low risk area, and this is, uh, you know, something that we're fortunate enough to have near Salt Lake. And this is going to be kind of like your mileage may vary with this one. But if you are familiar with any climbing routes and there are any areas that have top rope routes and, mm-hmm. and what, what that means, if you don't climb, it just means essentially you can walk up to the top of the climb and set a rope. Um, and in those situations, like those are easy to get a little bit of, um, altitude, you know, you can get up a little bit and do a little bit of an ascending and without having to worry about like, um, too much anchoring or, or, you know, anything that's too difficult that, that might be otherwise. So we have a place right here in Salt Mm -hmm. Lake that a lot of the meetups use called Ledgemere. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, the rock is maybe 20 to 30 feet tall um, and you just walk up the backside of it. So it's like really good for practicing descending and repelling. Um, so, you know, if you have top rope areas that uh, you can practice in, that might be a good, good option that uh, is a lot, a lot safer than um, potentially like if you're you know unfamiliar with anchoring or really comfortable with it like you, you really can kind of subvert that step and yeah. practice some other things yeah and and if you see a trend here and how we're moving with locations we started with at home then we moved at home then we moved kind of outside in a park then we moved into top rope locations so I would suggest to almost flow in that in that sense. I wouldn't jump yeah, into definitely. an op rope from the start. You know, I would I I and my process is always starting in the house, starting in the house, and then going out. <clears throat> excuse me, then going out and doing a. You know, I live in Moab, so there's very low angle slabs out here. Um, or top ropes and, and then learning from there and then jumping into a canyon. Yep. And I, I love that point because it's really important to remember that we're always trying to minimize risk in the canyon. Uh, canyoneering isn't going to be like parkour, you know, like we really aren't looking to have that type of agility and fluidity and movements that can potentially lead to injury. Uh, you know, we're really looking to make sure that things are as, um, as risk managed as we can. Right. So, 
you know, making sure we have intentional subtle movements and, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, is, it's, it's more important to just make sure that you're safe. So yeah, making sure you're, and this, and this also goes back to our episode last week talking about the Chacos, right? You know, what we're trying to accomplish is exactly what John said, minimize risk. So, you know, it, it, there's a, a, a broader, you know, aspect of things that are going on that they're not necessarily bad. They're not necessarily, you know, never do this. It's more John and I are here to direct, to limit mistakes and to limit risk. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just feel like I wanted to throw that in there, John, just because, you know, it, it's the goal of the podcast, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, just, and it's, it's so, so important to just constantly remind yourself and, and others that, like, smaller, in, there's no small injuries in the canyon, essentially. Um, so moving, moving on, we've got, we've, we've kind of talked about like mostly about environments and, and ways that you can practice and, and we're, we're going to talk about uh, some of the resources that can help guide you, right? Like obviously if you don't have the information, you're going to need someone else to give it to you. Um, and we live in a day and age where, you know, you can either get a lot of information at either no cost or, you know, you can choose to support these people, uh, you know, in a, in a way that you can, um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that in just a minute, but we wanted to talk about some of the YouTube channels that we felt were really good learning resources. Um, so Steve, what are some good ones? Um, so I would say my favorite and the one that has helped me the most would be um, called Canyons and Crags, and that is ran by Rich Carlson. Um, we talked about I, him last week. We did talk about him last week. I enjoy his videos due to the fact that, I mean, Rich's approach is is, is kind of just straight to the point, no BS, right? It's, this is a, this is a MMO. Here's how you do it. This is how you rope. Does it slow? Camera zooms in. I don't know. It, it's just so, I feel like it's the easiest for me to learn a lot of the, uh, a lot of the rigging and, and different uses of the totem and, and things like that. So canyons and crags is, is, I think one of my top, the other thing about canyons and crags though, with rich is that he hasn't made a video in a long time. Um, so I believe there's like 20, I don't know, I would say like 15 to 20 videos out. Um, my understanding is there is a possibility that very soon he'll be releasing more content, but even those 15 or 20 videos that are out, I would, I, they're still amazing. worth watching. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So one that I had watched, um, and I was really impressed with the free content that they put out um, was one called the V7 Academy. 
and, and this is ran by a guy named Chris Humphreys. Uh, I will add the caveat that, and this is going to be a, a shout out to PNW. Um, this is much more relevant for class two and three canyons. Um, you know, they, they go into a lot of, uh, and I shouldn't say a lot of, but they do go into detail about like hand signals and um, like whistle signals and a lot of stuff that you would do in like flowing water canyons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still it's still really cool information like they do a, a really solid video series that's really easy to follow and it's like um it's like segmented training so mm-hmm. uh, again like their first their first um course i guess i would call it is free and it's i mean it's pr- it's fairly lengthy so it's worth checking out um it's v7 academy and then um, the other one that I like to watch would be Jared Hillhouse. He has, uh, he runs Northwash Outdoors, um, which is also a guiding company and a store. Uh, but he has a lot of great videos, instructional videos of how to use different devices as well as how to do rigging. Um, once again, with his, the same thing, same thing as Rich. I know the V7 Academy is, is newer and, you know, Canyons and Crags and North Wash Outdoors, there's are, you know, a f- few years older, nothing like very old, but, you know, we're talking about probably three to three to five years ago type of type of old. Um, but once again, North Wash Outdoors, Jared Hillhouse, he has great, great how-to videos that kind of has the same approach as rich where it's it's zoomed in the anchor building is, is done slowly so you can actually follow follow along um yeah so that would be my number two oof all right so you gave me a real fresh one um this is one that uh i think this video series just dropped like a week or two ago yep and uh it's i mean it is really really high quality um instructional content and that's the um how not to youtube uh channel uh they mm-hmm. do a 10 week canyon series uh with Brent Roth and um you know they go into detail about and, and what i really like about Brent Roth's style of teaching is he he's very similar to us in that he um, he makes it clear that there are situations where s- something is applicable. So there's not necessarily a, like a, a definitive right and wrong way to do anchoring. You know, there's just lots of options, and it's important to understand like when to implement some of those options and what those options are. Um, but I mean, it's just really cool stuff on different types of rope systems and different types of anchoring systems. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a lot of the stuff that we've kind of talked about on the podcast, but just a really, really good visual guide. So I, I can't like, I'm, if I'm being really biased right now, sorry, I'm loving the series. I've spent a lot of time watching it. Um, I recommend everybody watch it. The other thing with the how not to, which is ran by Ryan Gents, uh, he, him and Brent 
also with their 10-week series, they actually have a textbook that goes with it. I believe it's like a downloadable PDF. Um, So week one or, or lesson one came out. I think lesson two comes out this week. And that guidebook also, you know, it, it goes with you. And I, and I think that's cool because you're not really, yeah. I, I think V7 Academy might have something, um, but something for free on YouTube that comes out on a weekly basis with a guidebook, that's, that's rare. Well, so, and what I really like, and this is the way that um, you can support these guys is, is they're not asking for like a lot up front but they are giving people the ability to um, more or less contribute what they can. I think maybe they do it through like a Patreon or something, mm-hmm. uh, but they're using that method to, to be able to fund the whole series, which um, yep. is kind of crowdsourcing it, which makes it more affordable for everybody. It makes it more accessible for everybody, um, which is what we've been talking about with canyoneering, right? We've been like, let's make canyoneering accessible. Let's make sure that, that, because we're making it more accessible that people are armed with knowledge and the skills that they need to get in the Canyon and enjoy the Canyon and, you know, keep the Canyon a a good place to be. Yep. And that's with, and you know, if if you're looking to, to help, I think any of these, any of these four outlets on YouTube, you know, if you have a dollar donate, donate a dollar to Canyons and Crags, donate a dollar to Northwash. Donate money to, you know, how not to in the V7, because these are, you know, like you said, these are, these guys are taking time out of their day to record uh, informational things that are amazing for the community and they're doing it for free. You know, no one's paying them. So helping them out to keep them going is is important. So, yeah, yeah. um, as, As far as YouTube, would you consider Facebook groups uh, an outlet? You know, I would, I, I would used to say no, but I found some really good ones that I wanted to shout out. Um, like there's one that I am a part of that, or I say, should say that I've joined. Um, I believe it's called instructional canyoneering. Yep. Instructional canyoneering resource. And, and that's, that's ran by Adolfo. I think. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure how to say his last name, so I'm not going to be insulting. Uh, this man is kind of the definitive resource when it comes to a lot of rigging and rope work. Um, you know, so he will, he will post up um, kind of like lessons learned types of posts. Uh, and, and I really appreciate it because they are very non-biased they're focused on um the you know the skill that needs to be learned or the lesson or Mm -hmm. or the information um and and, i mean the guy just really really knows what he's talking about so yeah it is a really good resource yeah yeah i I think there's there's uh pick and choose what groups you want to join to get informational things um, like every community, there is some groups that you'll join that, you know, ends up being a, you know, a bigger fest of which one's more efficient or w- which one's yeah. that you want to join a group that is basically a school room, honestly. A, yeah. You, you want know, a school like, room group. None of the entertainment posts, like just 
just straight facts, just, you know, what you need. And Adolfo's, Adolfo's group, I feel, and I, and I'm with you, John, is probably the best on the best on, um, on Facebook right now. The other one that I like, that's, you know, it's good. It's not as good as Adolfo's instructional canyoneering resource, uh, is the art of rope work, which once again, it's another rich Carlson, um, group think, yeah. think. <laughs> uh, but the art of rope work is, you know, his group, but same kind of thing. He, he strives to, you know, just have informational classroom style posts, things like that. So that yeah, just takes, I, you know, one day yeah. sitting on your couch, looking through Facebook groups and, and canyoneering groups and really understanding which one's best for you. I, I want to add the caveat. We, we saw this a lot with last week. Like when we're listing off these things, um, you know, we're forgetting people are saying, oh, you're forgetting this. And you're forgetting, you know, this or why didn't you mention that? Keep the, keep it coming in our comments. Like I, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, hearing other people make suggestions. I, I, there was a guy who um, I mentioned a, a few other significant people in canyoneering. Um, and so, it, you know, if, if for some reason you don't hear some something that you were hoping to hear, uh, please share it in a, in a comment in one of our posts. Uh, this is by no means definitive lists. So um, I think where, you know, we kind of covered what you can do from home. We covered YouTube, which is another thing that you can do from home. Um, you know, we also wanted to mention, like, there are sometimes opportunities for classes uh, or groups or, or like learning sessions that may be free or no cost or low cost. Um, and we wanted to mention some of those. Again, this is kind of like maybe specific to your region uh, here in the Southwest. We do have these available. So um, what are some of those, Steve? Um, so I know the, excuse me, the ACA has a lot of, uh, I don't want to call them meetups, but they have a lot of free rope course trainings, beginner trainings, things like that, with just meetups around parks and things around Salt Lake. Um, I think there, there's a few other groups that also have those in 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 Utah. So the outdoor clubs, right? Outdoor clubs, yep. Probably the if you're from Utah or around, you may know the the Wasatch Mountain Club things like that. Uh, if you're up in the Pacific Northwest, I know the Mountaineers have things going on, but you know, all and, in all, in my, with my experience, most of it's, it's ran through the meetup app that you can download from the app store. Um, sometimes through Facebook groups, but usually through, through meetup. Yep. Yep. And it's just meet up and you download it on your phone, make it a profile and then you can join some groups and, all that information and you can, you know, reserve spots at, uh, fests or rondies, which would be a rendezvous. Yep. I think, fests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of those happen, you know, there's a lot of different rendezvous. I think Uber, I mean, in, in, the, in the warmer months, like sometimes once a month, just depending yeah. on the area, you know, it's, it's usually region. Like there will be one in Colorado or there'll be one in, you know, SoCal or there will be one in the Pacific Northwest, but you know, there's mm -hmm. it's, it's something that you would travel to. Yeah. And I think that 
ultimately this whole section with talking about ACA meetups and, you know, little free trainings. I even think REI, REI has some canyoneering rope classes that are free. Um, but all in all, what, what you should take from this section with fests and things is, is get out and meet people, right? Get out and make friendships with people who, who have been canyoning. And, and, and my suggestion with that is, is, is be straightforward with your experience or your level of knowledge and, and people will help you adapt. You know, if, if, if you know very little or you feel like, you know, very little, it's okay to say that it's okay to be like, you know, these are the things I'm good at. These are the things I'm still working to be good at. Um, and, uh, you know, like Kenny, Kenny Nears will help you to, to be successful. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we're a relatively friendly bunch of people. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and we always want to go out and, and, and do things. I mean, most my friends that are canyoneers, they're, they're trying to do things every weekend if their schedules allow it. And they invite everybody and anyone because they don't care. You know, they, they, they want more people to, to hang out and have this social experience with each other and, and make memories and, and advance their, advance their knowledge in, in canyoneering. There you have it. Bonus episode four four point five, uh, advancing your canyoneering skills. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, once again, my fault for not getting it out sooner. Um, but I do want to say this, John, if I'm allowed to, which I'm going to take the initiative and do it anyway. Speak. Next week, you guys are going to love our podcast. Ooh. We have a awesome crazy wild surprise for everybody next week oh i'm excited it's going to be insane all right next and, and let, me, let me drop a little bit of a hint you know there if you have been feeling like this podcast has been very utah centric this this next episode is for you you know for those of you that's were in utah too much this next one is just for it's not just for you but you're gonna love it and i would definitely get pop some popcorn and i would sit back and enjoy <laughs> the roller coaster ride next week because we have some wild boys that will be with, be joining us and it's gonna be a party <laughs> so it'll be all right that's all I, it's gonna be great but that's all i have john anything else from you before we sign off no, I'm just uh, really looking forward to the weekend and uh, we'll see you in the canyon. Awesome. See you this weekend, everybody. <laughs>